All right. So, hey, guys, this isn't Tracy. This is actually her best friend, Girdley. And because me and that crazy girl have been through, like, uh, 10 years of adventures, I thought I'd hit y'all with a disclaimer of sorts. First and lastly, do know that whatever the hell Tracy shares in this podcast comes from her very own treasure chest of magic, logic, and good intentions. She's definitely not a therapist alternative, but she does believe it's inhumane to withhold what feels like gangsta insight. My girl's not for everyone, but she just might be for you. She's beauty in the It's Tracy G, people, aliens, unicorns, every single person that's got some breath. It's episode 10, baby, and it feels good because if Mr. Don Miguel Ruiz were in the building standing by me, I feel like he would kiss me on both sides of my cheek because I have been exercising, finally, one of the most important elements of the four agreements, and that is... Be impeccable with your word. And what the hell was my word? To remain consistent with free, valuable, I hope, premium, I double hope, content. And here we are at episode 10 of this podcast. It feels good. I love y'all. Let's just get into the obvious, all right? Um, A lot has transpired in a week, right? Donald is our president-elect. A lot of our emotions were ready to jump ship once that announcement was made. Spirits were slash are dented. Feelings were slash are on zigzag. And at least to me, there's been this overall heaviness draped over our everyday living to the point where I even had to holler at my friend. A lot of you guys may know her, Debbie Brown. She's a radio personality. She's a bomb meditation expert. She's a founder of Karma Bliss, which is an amazing store that all of their products are made to upgrade your spiritual awareness. So definitely check it out. But anyway, so I invited Debbie to host this impromptu decompression call with me. Thank you to everyone who joined us for that. Um, I thought it was incredibly needed and cathartic as all hell. If you in fact missed it and you want to check it out, Um, We just use the magic of affirmations and meditation to keep our lights on. So I'll have the link to the replay in the info box if you want to peep it for yourself. Okay, though, back to 5 plus 5 equals episode 10. This is an interesting subject because I decided to travel back to the sacred slippery space in between our legs, not to talk about celibacy, by the way, a No Sex Zone Part 2 episode will be worked on because I've got to update my squad on a couple things. <laughs> but anyway, so we're not talking about celibacy. We're going to be yapping about the much-hyped Yoni Egg. And I'm sure many of you have heard about it. I'm sure many of y'all thought about it. But what the hell do you, or I for that matter, actually know about it? So to answer this question in full, plus a stack of other questions, y'all know who I do. I reached out to Shakara Ames. She's the founder of Nirvana Wild, which is a gorgeously killer crystal yoni and goddess jewelry line. She's also a sex health educator. And she gifted me with my very first yoni egg. So I thought that she would be the quintessential woman to give us a breakdown. So expect to learn a whole lot about how we carry, uh, this term is terrifying, but it's also soaked in truth. And truth, more times than not, can be inconvenient, can be uncomfortable, but it's still the truth. So we're going to talk about how many of us carry vaginal trauma, how yoni eggs are used to release bad vibes, my my new method for masturbating that has brought me closer to the universe. I promise I don't get too crazy graphic with things. And, you know, more things that may sound dirty, but in actuality are, dare I say, holy. Test me. I've got permanent residency in this part of town called the Judgment Free Zone. Come stay with the kid. Besides that, though, let's learn how to flex one of our most powerful tools, gals. So let's get into this. Shakara. (laughs) Shakara, you're awesome because you gifted me with my first official yoni egg, which kind of makes you like the holder (laughs) of some different form of virginity. (laughs) (laughs) 
anxiety. <laughs> like somehow I feel hella freaking whipped right now. I'm like, oh, I'm like shivering a little bit between my legs. But anyways, <laughs> Shikar, obviously you're the founder of um my one of my new favorite jewelry lines. I should say right, not store. Well, all encompassing. Yes. Because it's a line and a store, Nirvana Wild. Okay, Yay, so. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If all mistaken, awesome magicness you can wear around your neck, you can wear between your legs, <laughs> you can wear in your ears. <laughs> but I want to talk um, specifically about this ball of joy many women are carrying between their legs. Mm-hmm. called a yoni egg. <laughs> so before we even get right to um, that specifically, I want to hear in your own words, how would you define pussy power? Mm. Let's see. I would define pussy power as just Absolutely knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt the power that you have as a woman just simply because you are literally the window to God. Mm. Um, And I think way back in the day, I'm talking like ancient, ancient civilizations, all indigenous people uh, knew this and had reverence for women. And just somewhere along the way, lots of places along the way, we've lost it. So pussy power is just owning that again. Um, coming back to that, knowing it within yourself, exuding it, and helping other women find it is pussy power. Mm, okay. Now, is that something that we needed to reclaim? Because a lot of times, when you hear the word yoni or punani, and those are more <laughs> words. <laughs> something I rarely ever say punani. It must be like a comet flying in the sky right now because this only I happens like... <laughs> once every 10 years but like when I was doing a lot of research on Yoni that word was also um coming forth to the to the surface too but um but pussy a lot of cunt those type of words um uh arrive very starkly for folks you know what I mean and a lot of times they're associated with um patriarchy Right. And the way men have viewed our um, precious portals. So is it better to say Yoni now? Is pussy and cunts like, does that, does that accurately portray our power as women? Those words since for so many years, men have used it to belittle us. So I think it definitely can. I think it's just always like with anything. It's just about the intention you put behind it. And um, if your intention when you talk about pussy and pussy power is about something positive and about bringing more light, um, more wisdom and more healing, uh, more sisterhood. If those are the things that you want to throw that, that word around for, then I think it's, it's great. But if you if you're going to carry the stigma and um, all of the negative things that have kind of been thrown at words like pussy and cunt, like you said, um, then no, I think you should definitely, I think when you use a word like Yoni, especially because uh, most of us don't call it a Yoni and it kind of sounds intriguing. It sounds pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's, uh, it brings a different light to it, even just because the word Yoni, it's a Sanskrit word. It means sacred space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so especially if you know that and uh, that's kind of what resonates with you when you talk about it, then um, I think that you should definitely call it a yoni if you are looking for just sort of some more higher words or to put some uh, some higher energy behind the word when you think about it, when you speak about it. Right. But it's all about intention, I think. Right. Definitely. Yeah. You can use that when you want to put some stank on it. Not literal stank, of course, you know, (laughs) ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Just some sexy edge to it. Um, So, you know what I'm curious about? And this will also better um, edify you for all of the She's Beauty and the Beast listeners. Take me back to when this curiosity for our um, our personal power as women and then going even deeper into yoni power and also going back into um you know ancient studies and all of that when for shakara did you say 
I want to dive deeper into this work? Hmm. So uh, I guess at different points in my life, I've kind of been uh, pointed in the direction of spirit work and energy work, uh, learning more about it. I've known about it or been learning about it since I was a small child. Uh, My parents and a summer program I went to actually taught a lot about um, ancient Egyptian history and Kemet um, and life force energy and our own power to make things happen in our life and just our own uh, power as spiritual creative beings. Um, and so I think having that basis just throughout my life has kind of popped up more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think each time I just kind of dive into it more. And once I was finished with undergrad, uh, finished with grad school, I was back home. Uh, once I I think the thing that really sparked my curiosity was a little while before I got pregnant. I have a three-year-old daughter. A little while before I got pregnant, I was I went through this period of um, just feeling the need to reclaim my femininity. I just felt like it was kind of dwindling. I was just out of grad school, which was such a haze. And, you know, a lot of times I would be just kind of dressing bummy and um, not really taking care of myself the way I should have and doing things for myself. And I just kind of wasn't feeling very feminine. And so I was looking for all of these ways to kind of channel some more feminine energy and to bring some more beauty into my life so that I could reflect some more of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, spirit work just kept coming up and uh, really honing feminine energy and what it means to be a woman kept coming up for me. Uh, And so once I started working with crystals and learning more about yoni eggs uh, and just how awesome of tools that they are to really help assist us with many things, but especially with uh, with that, with the exact thing I was trying to go through, uh, I just once I started diving into the education of it, it just it kind of just spiraled into this thing. And I just really had to offer it to other people, which is why I finally brought them to the shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it just, it comes up at different points in life. Yeah, that's beautiful. But it's Mm -hmm. even more beautiful that um, you've created a career where you can literally share this with folks, you know, not just on the education side, but also as a product, because I'm like, how come I didn't know about this when I was going through like my whole phase? Right. <laughs> right. Where were you when I needed you, right? That's what, yeah. When you come into it, it's just like, where the hell has all this knowledge been? Like, I could have used this. <laughs> right. When I was trying to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that, like, spirit work is really getting um, spotlighted and is and is now kind of being an, an added element to pop culture. Yeah, I've seen it's it. It's interesting, more right? Yeah, 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 like yeah, even yeah. um, mm-hmm. and I remember like some months ago, Regina Hall, she was even sitting down with Conan O'Brien and speaking <laughs> very freely, but also very edutainingly about um her love for yoni eggs, and I was like, whoa, this mm. is that's as mainstream as it gets. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. I'm gonna have to catch that. I'll have to catch a replay of that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. Wow. I put it in uh, a newsletter of mine a couple months back. But um, okay, so now really zooming in on the yoni egg. Talk to me about the basics. Like, what is its general? Well, not even general. Its specific use. So yoni eggs have uh, lots of physical uses as far as just. Um, health-wise, they're very helpful for things like incontinence, uterine prolapse, uh, even infertility. Uh, I'll, I can get into a little bit of that in a second, but they help with a lot of physical um, things. But they also, since they are crystals and it is working in our uh, pelvic region, around our sacral chakra, around our base chakra, um, it helps a lot in spiritual development as well, mm-hmm. uh, just because you have to focus a lot when you're, well, you should be focusing a lot with your when you're working with them if you're really trying to use them for to their full potential and to their full benefit. Uh, they can, because they are crystals, and if you know anything about how crystals work, once they get, once the, all crystals carry an electromagnetic frequency, and they're all different depending on the crystal, the type of crystal it is, the size, the shape, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They all emit a frequency, and when that frequency meshes with yours, it helps to 
harmonize it because the frequency that crystals emit is steady. Uh, it's, it's never changing and it's always pretty much dang, damn near perfect. And so when it meshes with your own electromagnetic frequency, it really helps to balance everything and harmonize everything and uh, basically get rid, of, get rid of a lot of dis-ease, which also speaks to what it does for you physically because any sort of ailment from uh, your pinky hurting to even some of like the worst illnesses we know all are sparked out of a dis something is is disharmonized within one of your energy centers and it's manifesting itself as something mm. uh so yoni eggs really can help uh, on the physical side it can help with all sorts of things like uh infertility uh just because a lot of Problems with infertility come just because there's not enough circulation getting to all of those vital organs because we sit so much as a culture, especially nowadays. We sit a lot. Uh, we don't do a lot of dancing. We don't get our pelvis moving a lot. And we, there's not a huge if, emphasis on keeping your pelvic floor strengthened. Mm. Um, and so uh, in a lot of indigenous cultures understood vital life force energy and it's uh, it's called different things, chi, prana, uh-huh. um, it's called different things depending on the culture, but they understood or believed that uh, your vital life force energy can seep through your pelvic floor um, if, it's not, if it's not strong and you're not working to keep it together because your sexual energy literally is the energy of creation. So it's literally the, the energy of life. Right. So that's why it's very important to keep your sexual energy intact and in check, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yoni eggs can be powerful tools for lots and lots and lots of things. Mm, I like that you... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, 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 yeah. no, but, but we need it. But you also put it in very simple terms. You know what I mean? So it's totally digestible, and I thank you for that. And it's good to have it said aloud it's something I know but to hear it from another voice especially a woman's voice it's reaffirming to hear that our sexual energy is the strongest energy because it is our most creative energy Mm -hmm. yes 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 so really what that translates into is if you let the wrong person in right it can stain that energy right yeah Yeah. sure uh huh. Definitely. Can... Any anyone who I've anyone who you've uh, let into your space, especially into your sexual space, if you don't do active work to clear their energy out of you, it stays with you for forever or until you actively work to uh, heal whatever damage may have been done because of that relationship or encounter. Um, so yeah, I think the work is it's very important. Um, It's something to always we have to be mindful of and learn more about for sure. Right. And this is also something that has been um, documented by doctors. You know, a lot of times people will try to combat um, spirit work by bringing in science. And I'm like, yo, a lot of science actually just, you know, um, affirms that this is fact. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like a lot of it. It's the thing that is so astonishing to me. I'm like. It, it all of it can be broken down into that's I, I like I love the meeting place of spirit and science all the time because it always makes it easier to explain to other people certain things that just kind of sound la la until you put some facts or something that they can relate it to behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Sure. The other day I just I randomly picked up in the hallways of Sirius. They have a lot of books. Um, that people just leave in hopes that someone else is going to pick it up. So I was that person, <laughs> and I saw this book called um, The Emotion Code. I just started uh, reading it like on the A train last night, and this doctor was just talking about how a lot of times we hoard energy from different forms of trauma, especially received when we're a child because we're not properly trained of how to um, have conversations about it. You know what I mean? How to properly release it. And yeah, we think it's gone because now it has just mutated into a distant memory. But we actually still carry it in different pockets of our body in the form in the form of energy, which is why a lot of times people will have like back pain or whatever. Maybe your knee is hurting. And if you are if you are going to some meditation classes like I've taken in the past is they'll tell you to um to give your pain a color 
And then when you're practicing mindfulness and really paying attention to, you know, doing a full body scan to understand how every single square inch of your body feels, you can see a lot of times where that energy is if you're really concentrating wow. and giving it giving it a color. And it's crazy how some people will just be going through physical ailments and then they tie it, they go all the way back in time and that ailment sprouted when they had this trauma. It's literally like like a fucking seed that was planted when they went through something. It's wow. a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's I got so interesting. That make no it makes complete and total sense because I've come across things a lot of times that talk about how we store um how we store trauma and um what was the word I was reaching for I know I've I the thing that I the example that I had was I know we store a lot of our emotional baggage in our uh you can be different places but for them a lot of our emotions we hold in our pelvis Mm -hmm. and it was saying in our hips and it was saying how it's uh just important to uh Especially, I think it was something yoga related I was reading at the time. Um, And it was just saying it's very important to make sure that you keep that loose and that you do kind of sort of mindful meditations to clear that area and to just make sure you show it some love. So that makes a whole lot of sense, Mm -hmm. um, especially in relation to that, definitely. So then when we're actually um, getting ready to use this yoni egg, are we treating it like a tampon? And like slowly just like, like, give me the process. You can be as colorful or black and white as you like. Okay, sure. So in general, uh, the general recommendation, or at least what I usually recommend for people is to start with a large yoni egg or uh, or even a medium because some people think uh, large is, I don't know, maybe it's going to be too big or something, but large or medium uh, I generally suggest large, but whatever you're more comfortable with. Okay, pause um, right there. Cut. What mm-hmm. did you What did you give me? I gave you a. You have a large. Okay. Uh, I have. I carry a lot of larges because a lot of women uh, who come to me haven't used yoni eggs before. So I start with large and kind of work. You work your way down in size, and that's just because your muscles. It, a large is easier for your muscles to feel mm-hmm. and to be able to grasp hold to. Because as soon as it enters, uh, your muscles grab a hold to it. So you can walk around and most most women. You can walk around and do your daily activities and your muscles are working to hold it in. And then there are also um, actually like workouts you can do with it. But what you would do is you would start with your egg. And so um, to, it's, it's, especially if you're going to be using, using it for spirit work, which I hope you would since it's a crystal. I don't want anyone to bypass the fact that it's a crystal and it can be used for that. You would take your egg and you can just take time to get to know it, look at it. Um, how does it feel to you? Uh, what is there anything that you and it it sounds falala, but if you are into energy work, I think you completely get what I'm saying. Just seeing how it resonates with you, just from looking at it and it being in your space. Uh, you warm it up a little in your hands, um, and I'm sorry, this is assuming that you've already sanitized it, and you can sanitize it a number of ways: putting it in very hot water, mm-hmm. um, cleaning it with antimicrobial soap gentle soap, those sorts of things. Um, So you would take the largest end of the egg and you could either, I'm sorry, uh, when when you're warming the egg up, you can also be setting your intentions for the egg. So crystals are programmable, just meaning you can uh, input your intentions for its use uh, into the crystal itself. And it's, it's stored literally like data. Like you can... There's technology that's being developed for quartz crystals, just clear quartz crystals, because they store information way better than any storage system we have now. And I think it lasts something crazy like 300 million years or something. So anyway, that was an aside. But you can store your intentions for its use or or just ask it what it has for you so that throughout your practice, um, whatever you're supposed to get out of it, you'll get out of it. And you might have some revelations or some thoughts that come up or whatever it is. And you would take the largest side and that's the side that would enter first. And you could uh, do it a number of ways. If you place the crystal at your vaginal opening, it um, without trying to actually push it in and force it in, it kind of forms a suction. 
Uh, and if you have muscles that are strong enough already, like if you already have like a Kegel practice that you do, uh, the, it'll literally suction and you can literally like suck it inside of you. Wow. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but you can. Or you can just simply like gently push the largest end up inside and you'll know when it's inside because it'll feel very secure. And a lot of times it'll just feel like nothing's there, especially mm-hmm. if you just started working with them. And then from there, um, there are different recommendations and different schools of thought. Some say that your first time using the egg, you should sleep with it. Um, I recommend that if it if you feel comfortable. Uh, some women are afraid to have it in for that long. Um, but you could also just sit and meditate with it. You could do yoga. You can dance. You can walk. You can just go about your day. Or you can just actually have an intentional practice and sit and do some exercises trying to squeeze it and trying to literally find it and feel it inside. Mm-hmm. And generally, I mean, not, eventually your muscles get strong enough that you'll be able to manipulate it and move it around and uh, all that sort of thing. And so each practice might be different. Sometimes nothing may come up for you um, as far as emotions or blockages or any sort of like personal revelations, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're first starting. But sometimes uh, just things will come up for you and you might feel a release. You might cry. uh, You might feel a sense of euphoria. You might have an orgasm. You might do all sorts of things. It depends on what your practice has for you that particular time. An orgasm. Um, They have vibrating yoni (laughs) eggs. (laughs) so usually that's just from energy so literally you can recycle your uh, sexual energy um and not and be able to have an orgasm literally just from being in a meditative sort of concentrating space and not really from any particular stimulation um but that's for most people later in a practice that takes, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of concentration. It's a lot of knowing how your energy works and how it circulates and that sort of thing. So um, I'm still learning about a lot of that too. You just brought me back to a point that I almost completely forgot about. Um, All right. So that's going to be my third point. I'm going to go through one and two. (laughs) One, that's not when you are going through like the motions and and how our – our walls can just naturally suck it in. Uh, that doesn't sound mm-hmm. crazy because remember, we go through childbirth. That's way wilder. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like a child is like fucking 50 yoni eggs. That's the size of a child. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then two, I'm I'm such an analogy addict. And when you're talking about how you go from large to small and that's and when you get really tiny, that's when your pelvic floor is the strongest. Your sexual energy is also the strongest. Um, I assume it's crazy because that's actually how it works with our ego as well. You know, mm-hmm. and the bigger it gets, like you think you want it really big or you think mm-hmm. you want big things in life. You know what I mean? Whatever the case yeah. is, or we have these big ideas that we allow ourselves to get, you know, super glued to. And a lot of times the result of that is impending sadness, yes. right? But then like uh, if, yes. if we just get smaller, like you know how there's a lot of cases that say people who are just very simplistic are usually just way calmer and hoarders mm-hmm. are a lot of times just high stressed. Just, yes. There's just, just a lot going on and it's just making sense on a... um just on a different type of realm. So I wanted to throw that out there. And then third, with the orgasm point, and I know I kind of just made it um, uh, comedic, but it took me back to when I first started practicing celibacy. And that turned me into a professional top dog masturbator. And I remember, (laughs) (laughs) can nobody mess with my right hand, shorty, I tell you. Right. (laughs) I remember um, having practicing, I had this experiment that I, I tried on myself where I wanted to give myself an orgasm without picturing any man from like you know my mental museum without mm-hmm. picturing so and so without being hijacked from the past and without being attached to um any ideas for the future what i want i just wanted to have an orgasm off of 
pure, unfiltered feeling and energy. And I only did it once. <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was the most amazing freaking experience ever. And I felt like in this, uh, I guess in a dance with the universe, like in some slow merengue dance. Yes, and that, honestly, that is precisely what it was. Like a lot of ancient sacred sexual practices like uh, Taoism or Tantra teaches a lot of that. And a lot of it starts with getting to know yourself and getting to know yourself outside of um, physical masturbation to it is there's there's a lot of like different things that you can do that does involve like masturbating like actually using your fingers or what or whatever mm-hmm. um, but some of it like I was kind of talked about a little bit earlier just is about your mind and uh, the meditative quality of your own ability to recycle your energy and so like you said do that dance with the universe because at its core that's what an orgasm is it's your highest your all of your energy centers are are vibrating in harmony and in synergy and to be honest with you that's one of like the best times to pray is when you're having an orgasm because Yo. you're completely open to the universe oh and you are gosh. you are a you are a a you are doing the dance with the universe you're a channel like mm-hmm. you said you're completely there uh you are one you are in your clearest state and you're and like you said I'm glad you mentioned something about um not thinking about the past and not thinking about the future because that is one of the that's one of the things that we all share in orgasm is that it's our ability to be exactly in the moment there's few things that you're thinking about when you're having an orgasm (laughs) besides what's going on in internally and in your body and in your spirit so true yes bro my freaking (laughs) soka teacher god bless this woman because she has been a living breathing twerking ass miracle in my life (laughs) and (laughs) she told me like Two weeks ago, while we were having, we were, we were hanging out for the first time outside of the studio, and she somehow we got into conversation like on this level, and she had mentioned, you know, Tracy Gal, when you have the orgasm, she was telling me how I have to. That's when I should make my biggest request to the yes. universe. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Yes. Because she's yes. like, if you concentrate on the feeling, that's low level. Because then all you're going right. to do is produce more flesh type satisfying feelings, yes. you know? And yes. it makes no sense too when you're reminding me about how our sexual energy is the highest form of our creative energy. So when you're orgasm orgasming, yeah, in that moment you're not producing a child, you know? And right. that's for many different reasons, whether you're masturbating or having protected sex, whatever. But you're still, right. because you're utilizing your strongest creative energy, you're still making something. Yes, it's the best time to manifest. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with her. If you start a practice of that, I, I dare you to start a practice of that so that <laughs> you can watch what happens in your life and how quickly a lot of times. Um, so, yes. But it's hard, vibratory peak. Yes, honey. Do that. Get into it. So I heard, and I think the the only thing that point, the thing that pointed me to that before even uh, Tantra or anything kind of explained those points for me was I heard a woman say that her grandmother told her that one time. She's like, yes, when you're having, oh, that's cool. when you have an orgasm, that's when you should pray, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, yes. wow. And I, I don't want anyone <laughs> thinking anything crazy because I know God loves when we pray in groups, but I don't think this will work with group oh, sex. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. if that works for group sex. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, that wasn't that. That, that was my suggestion at all. <laughs> Just got to make the fine print clear. Here, you know, put a little <laughs> magnifying glass there. <laughs> you know what I'm curious about now, too, is do you know um, some of the history behind the yoni egg? Like when it was first introduced to the female anatomy, like anything like that? Um, so yoni eggs have been in practice for at least about 5,000 years or so. And some of the some of the information that I've come across about how they were first used were... Um, some civilizations, particularly some Asian civilizations, used them in uh, temples, and the concubines were pretty much the only 
com- any sex worker was the only person who had uh, access to the knowledge of yoni eggs and how they can be used. Um, one, physically to, uh, if you can, like, once you can manipulate an egg, you can, if a penis is inside of you, just, uh, if you can imagine the type of pleasure that would be for a man and, the, and a woman, but for a man, mm-hmm. um, those were the only people who had uh vast knowledge of young eggs and how to work with them um, and some other civilizations just because some it's, it's always been uh, it's always astonishing to me that we think or a lot of us think that these ancient civilizations were so primitive and had very little knowledge and we're in such a great space now and know all these things like we're light years behind some of these other civilizations but they just knew the power of crystals and uh, how they can be used for, for healing, and so that was one of the ways to actually put it inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, when women were working to heal other women, it was just the best way um, sometimes to transmit some of that energy to you. Um, so, uh, and then back to, like I said, about uh, prana energy, and so that was one of the best ways they knew to use something weighted mm-hmm. uh, in order to strengthen your pelvic floor and to literally strengthen the muscles that could keep that energy inside of you and to keep that energy flowing. Um, that was the main purpose of working with Yoni Eggs was to be able to keep your vital life force energy inside and around you. Mm. Hmm. Very interesting. Now, you mentioned um, you're the mother of a three-year-old daughter. In your opinion, when do you think it's best to bring up a conversation um, with a daughter, a young daughter, about Yoni power and maybe even gifting her of her own yoni egg? Mm. Uh, so my daughter is, she is very interested in like looking at my, cause I get, you know, shipments of eggs to ship out and then my own personal collection. She just, she likes how they look and how they feel. And so uh, I think anytime, as soon as they start showing interest, if you have a practice and they're around you um, or ever around your egg and just seem interested in them, uh, I've just explained to her that this is an egg for her yoni, and I don't know that she necessarily knows what a, what a yoni is. She knows what a vagina is, um, but that she knows that her vagina holds a lot of magic and it um, holds a lot of her power, and that's her a sacred place. We have those conversations a little bit in bath time, and who knows how much of that she actually takes in. But I think um, as they get older, you can just kind of explain more and more to them about how they're used. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think as far as when to give them their first one, I think that's on a mother-to-daughter basis. I think it'll be different for everyone. Um, For her, it'll be if she she ever asks me for one, she can, you know, certainly choose which one sort of speaks to her, resonates with her. Um, And when she feels she's at a point where she can use it, because clearly I'm not, I wouldn't be teach if she if she's young. I wouldn't be teaching her to use it, you know, to uh, satisfy some man, but right. so that she can so that she can get in touch with her own sexual self. And her sexual self doesn't have to mean sex in order to have a baby, but her vital creative energy that she has within her, um, and just knowing it well. And to be honest, that's very preventative in her just letting anybody in that space if she cherishes it that much and knows uh the power that it has she she'll be much more selective in the lovers that she chooses mm-hmm. um and who she lets come taint that or increase that you know that choice will be up to her so i think it's it's different for each parent but it can it can be young if they have the interest please at least in basic terms that they can understand, explain to them what it is, what it's for. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Um, Does using a tampon take away any of the good vibes received from a yoni egg? Hmm. Since it's like a foreign man-made object. So to be honest, most tampons aren't very good physically aren't very good for you anyway because most of them are bleached um, or they have chemicals and or they leave behind debris that can attract uh, bacteria and different things. And not that I'm telling Damn. anyone not to use tampons, but they are, you know. Shakara, you just told us not to use tampons, <laughs> son. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I'm just, 
I, I want you to have the information so that maybe you can make another choice. So there are, uh, <laughs> like, unbleached tampons, but even those, it's putting something that dry into an environment that it needs wetness in order to be most productive. Um, it's kind of counterproductive, if you ask me. But there are, I don't know if you've ever heard of menstrual cups. Oh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So those are a little safer, uh, a lot safer, excuse me, than tampons. But back to your question, um, I don't necessarily think a tampon will, like, suck up any energy or any work that you've done, any uh, crystal egg work that you've done. But I do think it might just disturb your internal environment. And that uh, kind of back to what we were talking about earlier might start manifesting itself in some things that you don't want. Um, and because yoni eggs can work to uh, decrease PMS and even decrease the amount of days of your menses because your muscles are just strong enough to really push all of that, everything that it's trying to get out, all the blood, all of the lining, the debris uh, that's been in there, that stagnant energy, uh, because our menstrual cycles really are a release once we're on the bleeding part of our cycle. is really a release. It's a release of all sorts of energy and all sorts of things that aren't serving us if we want it to be that and if we really focus our awareness on it being that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I know some women um, who will swab crystals or you own one and then, you know, you give it to another friend if you feel like they really need um, the energy that it carries. So... Let's just say you're, you've got this banging ass yoni and it's got your womb feeling like it's on level heaven and you're like, girl, you need this. <laughs> and, you know, you wash it in that special soap that I can't pronounce at the moment <laughs> that you said you sage it up. <laughs> is it like is it bad to give it to a friend even if you've used it? Like, is it now carrying the unneeded energy that you once had uh all crystals can be cleared (laughs) technically um we a lot of people who work with crystals are constantly like clearing their energy and restoring them and charging them so from a spiritual perspective technically no um and some women i'm sure they do swap them and are happy to get them from friends and it's now carrying my friend's juju and maybe i can have some of that juju or something i'm sure that would be the thought behind it (laughs) uh i personally wouldn't swap uh yoni eggs with someone and i think that's more so the sexual health educator in me um (laughs) i just know not to not to swap toys and uh i just know how much i used to tell my kids i used to uh I was a sexual, but this has actually been my first year working for myself full time. Before that, I was a, a sex health educator nice. and I work with teen girls uh, in a preventative pregnancy and STI program. And so uh, we used to preach to them all the time about not swapping stuff. So the sex health educator in me wants to say, no, don't do that. <laughs> but from a spiritual perspective, um, all crystals can be cleared. And like I said, they're, they emit a pretty balanced energy and it's very constant. Um, I'm sorry, a very uh, constant frequency. Mm -hmm. And so it's very balanced. And so anything it comes into contact with, it's going to balance it. So you technically aren't really going to have crystals that are carrying around like bad juju or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can always balance themselves and anything that they come in contact with in the environment. So uh, that's kind of a a multi-tier answer there. And I think you just have to do what comfortable for you <laughs> got it judgment free zone <laughs> girls you do what you'd like to do um, <laughs> we love you all the same any final words on um on yoni eggs that you think that we missed or that you really want to make sure um is cemented uh, just in case i didn't um i'm trying i think point I went over some of the physical benefits because I know some women who just you know think they're pretty and want to use them for more of the physical benefits and that's completely fine because at some point maybe you will be more open to some of the spiritual aspects but um, I think I touched on it but just in case it wasn't clear a lot of uh, reproductive issues that we have are just because we are sitting for so long 
Um, and so if you are doing crystal work, I would encourage anyone, I'm sorry, crystal yoni egg work in particular, I would encourage you to not just sit with it. It's Meditating, of course, is fine, mm-hmm. but to not just sit with it, to get up, to walk, um, go dancing, go do some yoga, like get your pelvis moving and keep your pelvis moving because you want to keep the energy flowing and you physically want to keep your blood flowing and getting fresh nutrients um, to that place. But if you have a curiosity about it, definitely do more research. Uh, generally, the more research you do, you'll find what it is in it that it might have for you, and it might bring you closer to just experimenting yourself, um, trying them and seeing how they're used. And uh, something else that I, I know I knew there was something I meant to say earlier mm. for when you're using it for the first time or any time, but especially the first time, because that's kind of sometimes the scariest because it's not, you know, this isn't really something, a common practice these days, but uh, you can, there's not a set amount of time that you can have it in. You can have it in for any time from, for from two minutes to two days. And a lot of women um, get very afraid the first time trying to get it out, especially if it's undrilled. I sell a lot of undrilled eggs simply for sanitary reasons, but uh, they have issues trying to get it out and don't understand um, how to either push it out or even just fish it out. Like, it can't get lost. There's nowhere for it to go. Your cervix is closed, so don't panic because physically it's in there. There's nowhere for it to go or get lost. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes it's just best to let the egg stay in as long as it wants to stay in. Um, And that might sound foo-foo, but... If it'll come out, it literally, it's the craziest thing. If it's finished doing what it needs to do in that session, it literally just slips out. Your wow. muscles at some point just re- release and relax, and it just slips out. Wow. Um, that panic and that uh, sort of sense of peril that some women will contact me, like, oh, my God, it's stuck. And I'm just like, no, it's not stuck. And I can either tell them a way to get it out, or I just might say, if you're open to it, you might just want to let it stay until it comes out. And I've even had a a woman tell me that we were on the phone all night um, going back and forth over text about it not coming out and what she should do. And she just, she was like, she's like, girl, it just popped out. Wow. (laughs) She's like, it popped out. Uh, The next morning, I think she kept until the morning because it was late. She was like, right before she was about to go to work, it just came out. Um, and that's typically what will happen is when it's finished doing what it needs to do for you in that section and you're done having your base, your conversation with it basically is what's going on. It's, it's done and it's out and use it another time. So that makes a lot of sense. I want to touch on that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you know, yes. when you're tense, it's very hard for anything to come through, but when you're relaxed, right. then it's like you're just way more lucid. Okay. So then, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, I would assume you shouldn't use it when you're pregnant. You don't want, you know, any choking situations. Yeah, there, are different, uh, there are different opinions that you'll get about that just because it can be so close to the cervix and there's always like a panic about the cervix starting to open before it should and that sort of thing. But some, if you, I just say if you haven't had a yummy egg practice prior to being pregnant, I wouldn't suggest starting when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it can help. If it does help with childbirth because your uh, muscles will be a lot stronger. And anyone who's delivered a child vaginally knows that's a push like you've never experienced in your life. So uh, <laughs> you need those muscles. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I love the eggs because they just teach us so much about letting go, letting are letting go of control and having to feel like we're in control of everything because this is something you're not going to be in control of, especially right. if you're just going to let it come out like I was talking about. So, True life. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and for all of the listeners, if you're past curious and you're sold on Yoni eggs, <laughs> go to nirvanawild.com and you can look at the wide variety that Shakara has to offer and Shakara is also on Instagram. Is it just Nirvana? Is it dot wild on Instagram or is it just Yes. Yep. Nirvana dot wild at it. Oh, that's it. Nirvana dot wild. Perfect. Go me. <laughs> Shakara, Yay. this has been such a pleasure, man. You've taught me a lot, which means I know others are like, whoa. I'm about to get down with Yay, my eggs. I'm glad. Right, we got Thanks some so new. Thanks so much for wanting to have this combo. No this problem. <laughs> yeah, our ovaries have some new besties. They got to get introduced mm-hmm. to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, baby. She's beauty and the beauty.
Well, interesting combo to say the least. I think uh, this gave us a heaping amount of knowledge about the uterine greatness that are yoni eggs. And as I continue maturing in this world, it has become increasingly urgent to me that I marry my spirit with my womanhood to the best of my capability. And that's primarily taking shape in how I handle my sexuality or sexual expression, I should say, as you guys know, um, presently, because sex, sexual assault, cheating, romantic illusions, tempestuous relationships, basically everything under the umbrella of intimacy has um, been damaging to me. So, and that's not in present tense, but still, I'm carrying a bit of um, the residual effects. So I just got to be honest about that, especially with you, the listener. Anyway, though, it might be raining in New York City, but I ain't going to be on some mopey shit. Tracy has made hella progress in her move from victim to victor, okay? Shit, I'm just going to plug in an applause right here. Listen to it! Now, before we leave the subject of Yoni X, there were two things that unfortunately arrived in my cerebrum when me and Shakara got off the phone, so I had to hit her with some follow-up info. The first is um, I was wondering if Yoni eggs should take a, a vacay from our vaginas when it's menstrual season. Shakara, what do you say? Wearing a Yoni egg while you're on your period is completely a personal choice. And I generally advise against it, though, because physically your body is trying to remove and cleanse and purge. And so you don't want anything getting in the way of that unless it's something that's helping that process along, such as a tampon or a menstrual cup, a diva cup or whatever. Um, also, energetically, your body is releasing and you're purging and you're cleansing. And so uh, unless something you're putting something up there with the intention of helping that process along, there's really no reason to need to do it while you're on your period. Um, I generally just advise to wait. Okay, cool. And then secondly, I had I had a little accident during my first full 24 hours of rocking my round little buddy. Went to this place, you guys have been there, it's called Bathroom, you know, did what earthlings do, peed, and then pop! Yoni dives ass first into the toilet bowl. <laughs> what the hell is that about? Yoni eggs falling in the toilet is actually very common. It's um, extremely common with first timers or if you just haven't used it in a while and your muscles are kind of not familiar. Um, so uh, there, one way that you could try to not have it fall in the toilet is to go a little bit and clench, go a little bit and clench. Just like if you were at the doctor's office and you had to leave a urine sample. Um, it's the same muscles you should be using anyway when you're doing your exercises and practice with it um, so that's a good time to try that and to keep it from falling out and once you get used to it really it shouldn't really ever happen to you again but it's very common so if that happens to anyone please don't feel bad yeah so Shakara is is so wonderful guys please peep all of her good energy and good offerings via nirvanawild.com also hit her on her IG at nirvana.wild and I'll have both of those actually in the show notes to make it easier. So, bam! Okay, loves, thank you so much again for granting me your attention. I hope you're rocking with all that I'm producing. I'm here, though, for suggestions and topics. Um, or actually, I should say this. I'm here, though, for suggestions on topics or to answer your questions on anything, um, which I'm actually going to start my very first episode answering you guys' questions soon, so look out for that. But either way, you can send those my way, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at itstracyg.com. If you like this episode, if you like the podcast in general, best way you can show that to me is by um, leaving a rating and a review and sharing it with your folks. Till the next episode, do your kegels, journal your reflections, and keep the soul Lit. She's beauty and the beauty.